welcome to the Vine Church. We look forward to experiencing community with you. If you'd like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at thevinegoshen.org. Enjoy the message. Hi, Vine Church family. Good morning, everybody. So good to see you all here today. It's already been amazing, and I think God's got a lot more in store for us. Uh, my name's Jenica. If you are newer to the Vine, if this is your first Sunday or one of your first Sundays, we just want to say a special welcome to you. If I haven't gotten to meet you yet, man, we want to. We're so glad you're here with us. Uh, this weekend, how many of you women were able to join us at the Women's Conference? Give me a little whoop, whoop, whoop. All right. Yes. So, guys, this weekend we had around 250 women from all over the vineyards in the area. Yeah, it was amazing. This whole thing was tables. It was incredible. We had a wonderful time worshiping Jesus, praying together, getting filled up in some incredible, encouraging messages, and just being reminded that we're part of something bigger, right? Like we're part of this big vineyard family, and it was a joy to get to be together. Uh, And you guys are in for a really special treat today because our speaker, Julie Yoder, is here today, and she is going to be giving the message this morning. So uh, yeah, you can clap for that. It is good news. So, uh, Julie is a dear friend of mine. We, okay, listen, if you know me at all, you're like not going to be surprised by this. But we met, I think about two years ago at a conference and she actually, I was just in a, a pretty tough place and I'm like, she has a word for me that the Lord gave her, which you'll get to see. She just operates in the prophetic in a really natural way, just being able to see what God sees in others and speak that out so beautifully. She has this word for me. I'm like sobbing in the hallway. And um, it was su- such a beautiful time. She prays for me. And then later that weekend, I was like, Julie, I really want to be your friend. <laughs> Will you please be my friend? And she said, I want to be your friend too. Yeah. So you can do that as adults. Did you know that you can do that? It's pretty awesome. Uh, So we have become good friends. And really, she has an ability, like I said, to just see Jesus and your identity in Jesus over people. And she speaks that out beautifully. Uh, Her and her husband lead pastor a church in Urbana, Illinois. And uh, they are our regional leaders in the vineyard. And so it is a great honor and great privilege. Would you please give it up for my friend, Julie Yoder? So kind. I love you too. Well, it's so great to be here this morning. I am so excited to see what the Lord wants to do. Um, We really had a really fun weekend with the women. And I have to give a shout out to Lisa because she did an amazing job organizing this event. It was truly a great time together. And the Lord really moved mightily. And I'm expecting him to do the same thing today. Well, I'm a vineyard girl through and through. Um, I was raised in the vineyard. My parents met the vineyard in the early 1980s, and they took me to their very first vineyard conference. I was a one-year-old, and what can I say? I was hooked from the very beginning, and I've only ever known the vineyard church um, as my home church, and so my parents pastored that church. They became a vineyard in the 1980s, and they pastored that church until 2019 when my husband and I 
took over that church, and it was one month before we welcomed our surprise baby number four. Now, I need to clear something up, because apparently this weekend, the way I told a story, people think I'm pregnant. Let, that is fake news, okay? That is fake news. Four no more, okay? We did have a surprise baby, but that was four years ago, and so now my husband, Mike, and I, we lead uh, Vineyard Church, about four hours away from here, and we love to pastor together and parent together. We do have four kids. They're 15, almost 13, 10, and then we have that four-year-old. And yeah, I mean, she's kind of everybody's favorite, so it's all worked out, but uh, it was quite a shock to get both a spiritual baby and a literal baby um, within just a few weeks of each other. Well, I have to take just a moment at the beginning to brag on your pastors for a moment, because I know that you know how amazing they are. But I want to tell you that what I've experienced this weekend only happens when you have great leaders in the house. And pastoring is really hard. And maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but Travis is an area leader. That means he's overseeing, uh, I think, like 10 or 12 churches in this area. And that is for free. I mean, the paycheck is huge. Um, lots of zeros. Just no other numbers but zeros. <laughs> and really, truly, I have never seen what I saw this weekend. I have never seen churches that are very close to one another, loving each other, being united, and really to your credit. What God is doing here, it really is just the beginning. And I've heard you humbly talk about, your space is amazing. Like, I kind of want to go home and paint, but that's probably not going to work. Um, your space is beautiful. And a couple of times you very humbly said, like, we're, we're spoiled. You know, God's provided. But he provided because of what he's going to do here. And this space is prophetic. The, the word Goshen, you know, in the Bible is, is a place of safety. It's where... God allowed the people of Israel to live when they were in the land of Egypt. It's a place of safety and comfort. And what God is going to do here is Ephesians 3.20, greater than you could ask or imagine. And so I want to encourage you. Today is October 1st, which, mind blown, can't believe it's October 1st. But this is the month of pastor appreciation. You have an amazing team here. Can I encourage you to encourage them this month? Tell them what they have done in your life. Tell them what they mean to you. They need encouragement, just like all of us need encouragement. And so, okay, I will stop my little advertisement for how amazing uh, Travis and Jenica are. Okay, so I'm so excited to be here today because for the last couple of weeks, you all have been in a series called Let's Take a Look, where you have been talking about vineyard values. And two weeks ago, Travis had a very powerful message on the Holy Spirit. And then last week, Jenna brought the message on being culturally relevant with our mission. And I think that those two messages are incredibly important. If you have not seen those messages, I want to encourage you to go back online and listen to them. Because this is who we are as a vineyard family. And we need to know who we are. If we don't know who we are, we won't know where we're going. And so today, we are going to look at a vineyard value that's based on a famous vineyard saying, and it is this, everybody gets to play. Everybody gets to play. We're going to explore what that means, but I like to start messages off by first inviting the Holy Spirit to be the teacher because he's way better than me. And so let's invite him and see what he wants to say to us today. And so Holy Spirit, we welcome you to be the teacher. 
God, we thank you for this place, for this house. We thank you for the vineyard movement. And right now, Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd give us ears to hear what you have for us in this moment. We welcome you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, when I was growing up, we lived really close to a commons. Across the street, the houses were on a block, and behind those houses was a huge field. And so we would just walk across and cut through some neighbor's yards, and we would get to this huge field. And my dad would come home from work every day at 4 p.m., and I'm one of five kids, and my mom kicked us out of the house every day at 4 p.m. and made us go into the commons with my dad. And my dad would organize these huge games of football and kickball and baseball for any kids in the neighborhood that wanted to play. But there were two rules. One, you could not cry. Two, you could not tell your mom if you got hurt. Okay. You guys, my dad is like totally old school, and he's like, listen, I want everybody to come and play with us. I want to have fun with these kids, but you can't cry, and you can't tell your mom if you get hurt. And so every afternoon, we would go to the commons, and we would play these huge organized games of sports. Now, my dad was smart, and he was known for his point management system, which basically meant that he kept the score like always mysteriously tied because he didn't really want to like deal with like kids who were upset. He always really made a space for anybody who wanted to play. And I have so many incredible memories of playing in the commons um, with this group of kids. No matter who you were, no matter how good or bad you were, my dad allowed everybody to play. And it was so much fun because every single kid looked forward to the afternoon when you would hear the other kids in the commons and you would go out and join in. Well, why do I tell you this? I tell you this because when we say yes to Jesus, we enter into his family. And part of being in his family is kind of like a team, a team where everybody gets to play. This means that we get to participate in the work that our father is doing. We believe that each of us have been uniquely gifted by God to contribute to the work that our Father is doing. We are ordinary people called to do extraordinary things, and that is what it means that everybody gets to play. So every single one of us, every single person in this room or watching online, you get to participate in the ministry of Jesus. It's not just for the pastors or the leaders or your small group leader or people that you think that are super spiritual. Every single one of us gets to play partnering with God to bring hope and healing and wholeness to the world. Have you ever wondered like, why am I here? What's my purpose? Why am I really here? Well, what's interesting is that, is that as disciples of Jesus, we share in a common destiny. We share in this destiny to partner with God to bring his presence and his problem-solving skills wherever we go. This is what you were designed for. You were designed to partner with God to bring his presence and his problem-solving skills wherever you are. I want to go um, to Ephesians 1 And we're going to look at Ephesians 1.1, and the scriptures are going to be up on the screen in just a moment. But this is what we believe. We believe that every person is called to participate in God's kingdom. Now, this plays out in many different ways because 
you have a different personality and I have a different personality and you have a different job and I have a different job. And so while we have this common destiny, it is lived out beautifully in different ways because some of you are stay-at-home parents and some of you work in a factory and some of you are a student or you're a nurse or you're a teacher or you're a business person. And so all of these different factors play into how we get to live out this destiny of partnering with God to release his presence and his problem solving in the world around us. And so Ephesians 1.11, which I love the number 11. I have a weird thing with numbers. And so of course I love this verse, but this is what the scripture says. Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Before we were even born, he gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. What does this scripture mean? When we read the text, what we should do is we should say, what does this mean? How does this apply? Well, what what the apostle Paul is saying here is he's saying, listen, through our new identity in Jesus, we have been given access to our father's inheritance. Because before we were even born, he gave us a destiny. And that destiny is that we would fulfill the plan that God had for us. And so as we think about our destiny, what we need to consider is what is God doing? What are we doing? And what's the partnership between those two things? So discovering our destiny is really about joining Jesus in the work he's already doing. And we want to take some pressure off because I know sometimes when we hear messages like this, we think like, oh, I'm already overwhelmed. And unfortunately, what ends up happening is that people take destiny into their own hands and they get confused about why they're here. They, They get confused about why am I really here? And it doesn't really help that our culture has completely hijacked destiny. And it said, listen, it's all about you making money. Or the the latest obsession, it's all about you having freedom in your time and your schedule. You do you. You make yourself happy. And how is that going for many people? It's really not going well. They're confused and they're directionless. No, what God is telling us is that our destiny is tied to him. It's about what we do and about what he does and how those two things are partnered together. And so our purpose is to join him in the work that he's already doing, and he's going to empower us to do that. So we believe in the vineyard that Jesus' goal is to restore all the broken things in the world back to their original design. And the invitation to us is, will we join him in the work? And so I'm a very practical person, so I say to myself, okay, well, how would that even work? You know, when we hear phrases like, everybody gets to play, I always love it because there's like a a multitude of responses. Like some people are like, yes, sign me up. I've wanted to play forever. Those are the ones who are signing up for the chili cook-off later. They're they're in it, okay? They're competitive, they're in it. They wanna play a game. Other people are like, I do not know the rules, therefore I cannot engage in any type of game. It is too risky. I know this. Others of you, you feel like, I don't know, like life feels full, it feels overwhelming. And so I wanna take the pressure off today as we talk about this invitation because we don't have the power. You don't have the power. The Holy Spirit has the power. And the invitation today is not one that is supposed to feel heavy. It's one that's supposed to feel fun. 
It's one that's supposed to feel life-giving, that as we partner with him, we could experience life in a, in a completely different way. And Jesus modeled this partnership for us. And so we're going to go to another text. Let's go to John. Um, we're going to look at John 5. Because we need to look at how Jesus did partnership with the Father, and that's going to be good instruction for us. This is John 5, 19. Again, the scripture will be up on the screen if you want to follow along. This is Jesus talking, and this is what he says as he's talking to his disciples. He says, so Jesus said, I speak to you this timeless truth. Okay, when you're reading the Bible and you see something that's like timeless truth, you're like, okay, Lord, I'm getting my highlighter out because this is for today and forever. Okay, the timeless truth. The son is not able to do anything from himself or through my own initiative. You cannot do it on your own. Okay, what does he say? I only do the works that I see the father doing for the son does the same works as his father. Listen, if Jesus says that he can do nothing on his own, he can only see, do what he sees the Father doing, how much more for us? Jesus, fully God, fully man, set aside his divinity, chose to live as a man here on earth, and he is a model for us and as us. And if Jesus is saying to us, listen, don't try to do this apart from the Father. In fact, you gotta have eyes to see what the Father's doing. This is a timeless truth, and it's going to help take some of that pressure off of us as we, as we engage in this process. Again, a stunning statement. Jesus is not asking us to change the world. He's not asking for us to change Goshen or wherever you happen to live without him. Rather, he is saying, partner with me. The message of the kingdom is God has defeated Satan, but we are still in a battle. We are going to be in a battle until Jesus returns. And we want to be part of the solution in this whole thing. We want to advance the kingdom of God. We, uh, I believe the Holy Spirit is asking us to enforce the victory that Jesus has won until he returns. Now, we like to call this the naturally supernatural lifestyle. Naturally supernatural. Kind of a little bit of a tongue twister. But what we mean is that God is inviting us. He's inviting us into an adventure. Do you want more out of life? Do you want to be more than just a good person? God has an adventure for you. He has wired you. He has designed you. He has placed you in your family, in this community, at your job. And he wants to partner with you to reach his people. We like to call them in our church everyday encounters. And what we mean by that is they should be happening every day. And they should be every day. Like, they're like, not like even fancy. They should be little things where we partner with God. We believe, again, that everybody gets to play. God's work is our work. Okay, so what's the problem? Well, there's lots of problems, but I feel like the problem I want to focus on today is that many of us don't know how to partner with the Spirit. Frankly, we feel powerless. We feel inadequate, we feel helpless, and the problems of our own life, they're, they're honestly keeping us stuck. We feel overwhelmed, we feel frustrated, we feel, you know, like, oh, I can't add one more thing to my plate. Or maybe we've tried to partner in the past and it's fallen flat. Or the Holy Spirit, let's be honest, he's kind of messy. And it feels risky to partner with the Holy Spirit. We don't know how to play, and so we feel ill-equipped, and we put ourselves on the bench before we ever get into the game. 
Everybody gets to play, but let me ask you a question. Do you want to have an adventure with God that is tailor-made to you? Before you were born, God knew you. He designed you in your mother's womb, and he has a destiny for you. So in order to understand how everybody gets to play, in order to understand partnering with the Holy Spirit, I think we need to review a little bit of who the Holy Spirit is in our life and his impact on us. So who is the Holy Spirit? Well, Travis did such an amazing job. I need to tell you again, go back and listen to that message from two weeks ago where he unpacked who the Holy Spirit is. But just as a little brief recap for us today, who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is a person. He is not a force. He is not a wind. He is not a ghost. Sometimes he is described as those things, but he is a person. He is part of the Trinity. We have one God in three people, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. They are co-equal and they are co-eternal. And the Holy Spirit has lots of jobs. Now, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, um, he was poured out on all people. And so what we believe here in the vineyard is that when you say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside you. And he never leaves. In order for us to play in God's kingdom, we have to learn how to partner with the Holy Spirit because partnership is at the root of learning how to play. And so we need to go to a text where we can better understand what the Holy Spirit's role is, because we want to look specifically at his role and how everybody gets to play. So now I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and Paul is talking here. He is writing an entire chapter on the dynamics of the spiritual realm and partnering with God. And so this is 1 Corinthians 12, and I'm going to read 4 through 7, and then we'll unpack what this means, because it's going to be a little confusing. So just prepare yourself. Now, there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are a variety, and there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Now, does anyone else ever read the Bible and think, huh? <laughs> Just me? You, this is hard to understand. This is hard to understand. And so we want to ask the Holy Spirit, what are you trying to say here? So what Paul is doing here in verses 4, 5, and 6, he is setting up categories for how the Spirit moves in our lives. Did you hear them? Gifts, services, and activities. And then if you read through that whole chapter, he really unpacks those different categories. And so can I encourage you this week? Sunday should not be the only day that you look at Scripture. I want to encourage you this week, go back, read 1 Corinthians 12. See what the Holy Spirit wants to say to you, because there's three categories. There's gifts of the Spirit, there's services of the Lord, and there's God-empowered activities. Okay, I'm not going to spend a ton of time there, um, because in verse 7, there's something that I think is a little bit more important and will help us kind of understand this, everybody gets to play. He pivots a little bit in 7, and this is what he said. Remember what he says. He says, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Now, that word manifestation, you know, we have to understand what that word means, because I, I don't know about you, I don't use that word very frequently. So manifestation simply means the ways that the Holy Spirit moves or shows up. And a couple examples would be things like words of knowledge, words of wisdom, prophecy, 
um, signs and wonders, healing, those are manifestations. Those are the ways that the Holy Spirit moves. And what Paul is saying here in verse 7 is he's saying to each of us, that means nobody's excluded. Everybody gets to play. To each of us have been given manifestations of the Spirit. And what are they for? The common good. They aren't for you. They're for us. And so to each of us have been given these manifestations for the common good. And here's the thing. If you want more Holy Spirit activity in your life, you're going to have to learn to share. You're going to have to learn to share. The more you share, the more you'll have. And this is a very uncomfortable idea because we live in a, in a culture, in a time that says, me, me, me. And I want to encourage you that if you want to really enjoy the game with God, get really used to sharing. And he wants to do that. He wants to flow through you. Everybody gets to play. Okay, so the awareness and understanding of these different categories is the beginning of a beautiful partnership. The Holy Spirit loves to show up in so many different ways. And what we are doing as Jesus's family, as his team, we are learning to recognize what the Holy Spirit in any given moment. So the other day, I was at the grocery store and I noticed that one of my favorite baggers, do you guys go to the same grocery store? Like I love going to the same grocery store because I like know my, my friends. And I noticed that one of my baggers, who's normally super friendly and chipper, looks really down. And I just sensed the Holy Spirit in this moment, you know, prompting me. Like, hey, something's not right. And so I, I said to my friend, I said, hey, how, how are you doing today? And he said, not good. Not good. It's not a good day. There's some stuff happening in my family. And in that moment, I knew I had a choice. And so I chose to use seven simple words that I use all the time in this whole idea of everybody gets to play. And it's this. Can I pray for you right now? Can I pray for you right now? People, like, you know, you, you, like you're in conversation and you're like, oh, I'll pray for you. And the other person's like, okay, yeah, yeah, thank you. And then every, all of us imagine going back to the prayer closet, bowing our heads. But we forget, let's be honest. We tell people we're going to pray for them and then we forget. And so one of the ways that we can engage and everybody gets to play is to just say, hey, can I pray for you right now? And so often people will say, okay. And... <laughs> Usually they are really shocked. So I, I prayed for my friend. It was a very simple prayer. I said, Holy Spirit, you love my friend. And I prayed today that you would help him through this family problem. In Jesus' name, amen. It was as simple as that. Now, I don't know what the fruit's going to be in his life. But here's the thing. It's not the specific manifestation. So that was like a word of encouragement. It's not the specific manifestation we're giving away. Rather, it's the person of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to allow him and we're going to trust him to do the work that only he can do. I don't have the power. He has the power. I can't change my friend's circumstances. And so what happens often is we get tempted to think, I am not qualified to do any of this work. I have not been trained properly. But I think that that means that we aren't reading the scripture correctly. Because Paul says to all are given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. When you say yes to Jesus guess what? He's going to start to put stuff in you to give away. It's just the way that this family works. Oftentimes people do get confused about these three categories and 
you know, you might, again, be tempted. I, I don't know how to pray for people. I don't know how to do this. Um, I saw in your bathroom, which best place to put advertisements, um, I saw in your bathroom that you have something upcoming about uh, how to hear God's voice. Can I encourage you to go to that? Excellent opportunity. We do need some training. But what you need to know is it's already in you and it needs to be activated. Okay? God wants you to hear his voice so that you can partner with him. Again, everybody gets to play. One of the things that we like to say is that we are not an audience. We are an army. And it really is a shift. Because I understand you're coming in today and this does feel like you're an audience and I'm here and you're receiving from me, but you are receiving from me today so that you can go out there. You see, you come to church on Sunday so you can be the church on Monday. And the church is gathered and then scattered. It's not just about what happens in, the, in this room. It's about what happens in this community. And I believe that God is moving in your community. I believe the stories that I heard from this weekend, be encouraged that the work that you all have been doing here, it is making a difference. Lives are being changed, but there's more. And I don't want you to be satisfied with what you've seen. I want you to hunger because in God's family, everybody gets to play. We are an army that is sent to advance the kingdom of God. Now, sometimes when we hear this message and we're like, all right, I'm the army, okay, help me out, we can really begin to wonder, okay, is there a formula that I can follow? Like, if I do this and this and this, will God show up? And I talked a little bit about this this weekend, but God is not formulaic. He's not transactional, he's relational. And so as we engage in this, as we engage in learning to be people who play in the kingdom of God and partner with the king, we want to remember it's all based on friendship. It's based on our intimacy with him. And so as we spend time with him, as we learn to recognize his voice, as we're around and people are just, you know, have any of you ever been like, why do people tell me all their problems? Does anyone else have that? Like I have it like across my forehead, like, please tell me what's happening in your life. I want to encourage you to reframe that in your mind. You are light in a darkness. You are seasoning in a bland world. And the reason why people are coming to you and telling you their stuff is because they see that your life is different. I want to encourage you to step into the game. Put on the uniform. Everybody gets to play. So how do we do this? How do we, how do we like say, yes, Lord, I'm going to do this every day? My encouragement is to partner with God in the present moment, okay? So you don't have to like think to yourself, oh my gosh, what are all the God things I'm going to have to do this week? I'm a list maker, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to make my list for today. And I want to encourage you that what God really wants us to do is he wants us to just be present. And for so many of us, guess what? We're busy. Our schedules are packed. But don't worry. The Holy Spirit's doing all of that with you. And so you're going to look for opportunities to partner with God in the present moment. Now, how, how can we do this? What's the starting point? And the starting point biblically is being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I have to come back here, get a little illustration. I was a middle school teacher, and so I do have a few tricks up my sleeve when it comes to illustrations. We need to be filled with the Spirit. Now, let's just take a moment here. Because this issue alone has caused so much division amongst the church. There's a lot of confusion, like, am I filled? Am I not filled? Are they better than me? Are they worse than me? So let's just clear some things up. When you say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside you. 
That is the gift that our Father gives us. His Spirit comes to live inside us. And we often say, we need to be filled up, Lord, or fill me up, Lord. And I think that this language has actually damaged us. Because when we think of filled, what's the opposite of filled? Empty. And so we can start to think like, well, I don't know. Am I filled? Am I empty? The Bible says he's never going to leave, but sometimes it really feels like he's gone. What is going on? And I think we need a better illustration. And so I'm going to pick... I'm going to hold up my little snow globe. There is going to be a picture in case you can't see this. It had to be a cardinal. Guys, I'm a bird lady. Okay, I'm only 41, but I've turned into a bird lady, and I have found myself Googling, what is that beautiful bird outside my window? But a cardinal is really important to me um, because a cardinal is a sign that the Holy Spirit is near, and I have crazy cardinal stories. But that's why I picked a cardinal for our snow globe. Now, you guys have seen snow globes. We don't really want to think about snow right now because we still have some beautiful weeks ahead of us, but for the sake of the illustration, we'll go here. You've seen a snow globe. A snow globe is, you know, some type of figure in the middle, and then there's glass, and there's like a water thing, and then there's little flecks of snow in there. Okay, is the snow in there right now? Yeah. Right. But you can't see it, right? So the snow is settled in this snow globe. But what happens when I shake my snow globe. Oh, and it starts singing its song. So the issue is not whether the snow globe is empty or full. The issue is whether the snow globe has been settled or stirred. And so I think for some of us, we need to understand that truly the Holy Spirit needs to be stirred afresh in us. And this stirring, it's supposed to be every day. I don't know if you heard, but we leak. And so what happens is that those little flakes, they fall down. And they need to be stirred up in our life again. And so how I like to do it is I like to wake up in the morning and say, Hello, Holy Spirit. What are we doing today? Fill me afresh. Stir me afresh, Holy Spirit. Because I need you to do this thing that you've called us to do where everybody gets to play and everybody gets to partner. I need you to help me do this. And I think much of the time we walk around with the Holy Spirit settled in our beings. And today we're going to pray that he would stir us up again. You know, my husband, Mike, um, my last name is Yoder. And I know you were all wondering if I'm Amish, but I did clear that up um, at the women's conference. Uh, my mother-in-law was Amish, and my husband was raised Mennonite. Wonderful family, loved the Lord, went to church every Sunday. Um, but when we started dating, I mean, he was real cute, and I wanted to marry him, but I'm a vineyard girl, and I w wasn't sure if he knew who the Holy Spirit was. And so I did what any good vineyard girl would do. I made him go to Alpha. Um, which if you're familiar with Alpha, it's a program. Um, I mean, he was saved, so he was a helper in Alpha, but in Alpha, there's a Holy Spirit day, like right in the middle where you get to meet the person of the Holy Spirit. And I thought to myself, is it a trap? It is a trap, but I don't care because he's cute and I want to marry him. <laughs> and so he, I'm the leader, he's the helper in our group and it's Holy Spirit day. And we pray for the spirit to be stirred up in people. And we're praying for someone else. And he is like, he's the best guy. And he's like, I'm emotional and you know, all over the place. And he's like calm and steady. And he had told the Lord that he was open, but he didn't want to fake anything. He was like, Lord, that nobody better push me. It, it better be from you, Lord. And we're praying for someone else. So no one is praying for him. 
And as, he's, as we're praying, I hear someone start to get the gift of tongues. And he's, I, I look over and he is praying and I am like, let's buy the ring, okay? <laughs> and his, he got filled with the Holy Spirit when no one was praying for him. He was praying for someone else. And he said, he's like, my life has never been the same. And to this day, I say to him, you are so welcome. Um, you, <laughs> you got the Holy Spirit and me sealed in one day, okay? Did he have the Holy Spirit in him? He absolutely had the Holy Spirit in him. He'd been a, he'd been a Christian since he was like four. But he had not had that stirring experience. And for some of us, we need to be stirred for the first time. Others of us, we need to be stirred for the thousandth time. And the, and the Holy Spirit is so faithful to do this. He really wants to help us. And so how can we cultivate this lifestyle of partnering and playing? I love that idea that really playing in the kingdom of God is really partnering. I, I love what Matthew 10, 8 says. And I love the way this translation puts it. It says, freely you have received the power of the kingdom, so freely release it to others. What God does in you, he wants to do through you. There's really nothing else I can preach to you. What, what we have freely received, we freely give away. And so how we partner and play is that we allow the Holy Spirit to speak his truth to us, and then we move forward. You know, sometimes the Holy Spirit is, um, he's referred to as the dancing hand of God, where like God's hand dances. And I always have thought that's like an interesting picture. First of all, I can't dance. But second of all, I like the idea that like God's spirit is hovering. It's hovering over your work and over your family and over your home. And it manifests in many different ways. And so you might get a word of encouragement. You might get a word of prophecy. You might have a sympathy pain where you're like, gosh, my knee doesn't hurt, but my knee hurts. Yesterday at the conference, my head started to hurt and I felt fine. And we just did a quick, hey, whose head hurts? And let's pray. And the Lord showed up and people were healed right there on the spot. And the prayers, you guys, the prayers that we pray for healing, we don't have the power. And so we just simply say, in Jesus' name, headache, go. And then we wait and we don't make up whether or not we're healed or not. You don't have to do that. This is not about manipulation. This is about a father who loves you, who wants you whole, who is making all things right. That's the message of the kingdom. And so we don't feel pressure. We just say yes to partnership. We say yes to being stirred with the spirit. And, you know, sometimes we're going to make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. So a couple years ago, I took my kids to the park. And, you know, as a mom, like going to the park is kind of a labor of love. Like, I don't want to go to the park. I want to pretend the park is closed. But we go to the park and the kids are playing. And I see another mom walk up and I get that feeling that, oh, am I supposed to go talk to this woman? So I, I don't want to, but I'm like, okay, God, everybody gets to play. So I go over to this woman and I, you guys, I kind of pride myself on like, I can get anybody to kind of open up to me. And I'm like, hi, and you know, what are your kids? And so she tells me, you know, these are my kids and she's, she's foreign. And so uh, we live in Champaign-Urbana and there's a lot of international students there. And so I figured, oh, she's probably like her, you know, someone's probably getting some type of a degree. And I try to talk to her, and literally her answers are like, one word, one word, one word. And I was like, okay, fine. And so then I, my tooth starts to hurt, and I'm like, okay, okay, Lord, I'm just going to ask her. So I'm like, hey, this might sound weird, but does your tooth hurt? And she's like, no. And I'm like, cool, cool. 
I was like, kids, kids, it's time to go. So we go home, and I kid you not, the next day, I had to call the dentist, because I definitely had a cavity. Um, and <laughs> oh, Lord, bless that woman wherever she's at today. I just want to tell you, it's okay to fail. It's okay to fail. It's okay to try and miss. Because what's the worst that can happen? People can feel loved and seen and valued when we say, Lord, I want to do this. I want to partner with you in the present. I want to have your spirit stirred up in me. The Holy Spirit is awake and he's alive and he is doing things in our midst. Freely as we've received, freely we give. And I think so often we get lulled into this place of thinking, you know, that's Travis's job. That's Jenica's job. That's Jenna's job. That's Lisa's job. That's not. It's our job. You are an army sent out into Goshen, Indiana, into God's country, a place of safety. And he wants to partner with you. He wants you to suit up. He wants you to dust off the old athletic shoes and get out there. He wants you to be stirred with his spirit because there are so many stories. Don't you want stories? Don't you want God stories in your life where you say, God, you know what's so crazy is we think to ourselves, like sometimes we can think like, oh, this person is going to be so blessed when they hear about Jesus. You know what ends up happening when you partner with God? Your life gets changed and you start thinking, Lord, how good are you that you partner with me? It's such a beautiful opportunity. And so I want to encourage you to start every morning by asking this simple question. What are we doing today, Holy Spirit? What are we doing today? Everybody gets to play. Will we accept the invitation? We're going to take some time to pray, um, but I want to do a couple prophetic words, if that's okay. Um, I'm assuming it's okay. Great. Um, A prophetic word is just, I'm listening to the Father, and then I'm just going to speak out what I see over people. And um, they don't have to be nice to me. I have a lot of, I'm a real smiley person, so it's hard to be kind of mean to me. I know. (laughs) It's my cross to bear. But uh, you don't have to be nice to me if the word is not right. Okay, so the first, could, could you two stand? What are your names? Okay, so you're Erica from yesterday. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I see uh, you're on a battlefield, and I see that the Lord has taken you to the very front. And you need to know that there's protection around you, specifically you, Erica. But um, the work that he's called you to, it's dirty and messy work. But he's equipping you and he's gifted you, and the fact that you in hunger came up here, and you sit in the front row, the Father sees you, and he sees what, he's, what you've gone through, and he wants you to know that in the midst, that was never his plan. It was never his plan, Erica, because he is not the author of pain and brokenness and abuse. He is the author of freedom, And he's going to take what the enemy meant for evil, and he's going to turn it around for good. And so 
Remind me of your name? Kyle. And are you married? Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, the favor of the Lord follows you. And in this partnership, you are incredibly important. And your story is important. And your strength is important. And so, God, right now, we bless Erica and Kyle. God, we bless the, the unity that you've brought them to this place, God. And we say yes to the call to be generals. And there is a call of leadership on your life. We, call, we say yes to the call to lead others. Erica, you are a leader of leaders. And you need to know that. And the Lord's going to equip you. He does not call the equipped. He equips the called. And so, God, we thank you and we bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, bless you guys. Bless you guys. Jordan? Yeah, there is a lot of spiritual authority on you. And I sensed that you need to know that while you may struggle to trust yourself sometimes, the Father trusts you way more than you could imagine. And I sense that in this next season, you're going to push yourself to try things you've never tried before and not fear failure. To embrace a little bit of the mess so that you can experience more of his presence. And I sense that something's going to start happening in your worship communities. And I don't know if you do worship nights or other things, but there is that there's a draw. And I see that it's like people are thirsty and an open door for you in this house is something around the area of worship. People are desperate to experience his presence and you are a presence builder. You're stoking the fire. And I want to encourage you that in your quiet times with Jesus, he loves to whisper his truth to you. He loves to reveal. And yeah, I just really sense there's something on your worship community. So if you're in the worship community, would you stand up and could we just bless what God's doing if you serve in any way on worship? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, we thank you right now for the musicians. We thank you for... Um, the song leaders, God, we thank you that music is a entry into your kingdom. And God, I pray right now where there has been struggle, where there has been slots to fill, where there has been maybe skeletal, God, I thank you in this season, you're bringing more than enough. And we pray that your presence would be thick in this place, God. We thank you that you dwell in this house and we bless them now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, what we're going to do is I'm just going to invite you to stand. And we're going to play another song. And as we do that, if you just know you need just a fresh and filling, a fresh stirring of the spirit, I want to invite you to come down and just come down to the front. There's no pressure. I believe you know whether or not you need a fresh and filling of the spirit. I'm going to come down there and pray. Some of our prayer team has been trained and they will come down. Or if you want to be left alone, you can be left alone too. Um, and then Karen's going to come up and we're going to do a couple more words that the prayer team felt from this morning. But just as we sing, if you want to come down and just allow the Holy Spirit to stir afresh in you, we'll pray for you. Well, that is it for today's message. We thank you for joining us. If you'd like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at thevinegoshen.org. We'll see you next time.